0: Saturday School is brought to you by First Republic Bank. The world is changing and your needs are evolving. As your focus turns to what matters most to you and your community, First Republic remains committed to offering personalized financial solutions that fit your needs. From day one, you'll be connected with a dedicated banker who will serve as your primary point of contact throughout your relationship with a bank. They'll be here to listen to you, understand your values, and meet you on your financial journey. Your banker can offer you solutions that support your goals at any stage, from setting up a personal checking account, to refinancing household debt, to buying a first home. As your needs evolve, you can call or email your banker at any time for the support you need. Because First Republic believes what matters to you matters most. Learn more at firstrepublic.com. That's firstrepublic.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. I'm Brian Hu. I'm Ada Singh.
1: And welcome to Saturday School.
0: When your friends are watching Saturday morning cartoons, you're being forced to learn Asian-American pop culture history hi everyone welcome back to Saturday School this is our season on Asian American interracial cinema and today we have a fun movie
1: like a classically fun movie a rom-com yeah a rom-com and more
0: it's about wrestling and love
1: And the legal profession?
0: Oh, yes. The legal profession is what makes this movie fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's the 2017 film Signature Move, directed by Jennifer Reeder, starring Fazia Mirza, who also wrote the film. It's inspired by Fazia's life. The story is about a Pakistani-American lawyer who falls in love with uh, a Mexican-American woman. It's a cross-cultural rom-com. It's a movie that we've been kind of wanting to talk about for a while. It's come up on our list for our previous seasons, but it's fairly new. So I think in previous seasons, we had tried to not, you know, we're an Asian-American pop culture history podcast and like a year ago is not quite history, but I guess three <laughs> years ago is a little bit historical.
1: I don't know. I feel like at this point, 2019 is a whole lifetime ago. I know. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So 2017, I mean, who who even remembers?
0: Yeah, I know. Our friend Taz Ahmed has suggested it for our season on Asian American Troublemakers. But really, her character is like the opposite of a troublemaker. She's anti
1: trouble. <laughs> there is a hint of troublemaking in this. She has secrets. Talking about the wrestling.
0: Oh, the wrestling. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was the secrets.
1: <laughs> well, the wrestling is also a secret.
0: That's true. Okay. So, secret wrestling that causes the trouble.
1: So, before this movie becomes a rom com, it is a story of a, a lawyer played by Fazia who has a client who's unable to pay her with cash. So she pays her with wrestling lessons.
0: I know, which is amazing. I didn't know you could do that. (laughs) Not that I have any wrestling talents to exchange instead of cash.
1: But the funniest part about it is that there is no discussion of the points of this transaction. (laughs) Like (laughs) They don't talk about how many hours of lawyering equals how many hours of ring time. It's just suddenly we just cut to Fazia getting body slammed.
0: Yes. And we're like, this is the type of movie this is. We're on board.
1: <laughs> if you're not familiar with Fazia, like, she does not look like a wrestler. That's part of the, the charm of this movie.
0: Um, there are like, wrestlers that aren't as, like, large, right? I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> True.
1: But it, it, it could have easily just have become this movie about a sort of fish out of water. Or fish in the wrestling ring. Uh, where it just doesn't work. But What's so fun about her performance is she's so game for it. That's like the least of her discomfort. So <laughs> <laughs> she's not suited for this and not particularly good at wrestling is really not the point here and does not bother her at all.
0: Yeah, because you have to be bad at something before you're good at something.
1: And you know, if this is like good as cash, you might as well cash it in. <laughs> yes. You
0: should do this! I could never do this! Yeah. I wrestle for existential reasons!
1: So, there's that part of her life that's happening that she doesn't tell her mom about. Uh, she lives with her mom. Her mom is like a very traditional Pakistani woman played by the legendary Shabana Azmi. But she's also hiding something else from her mom, which is that she's into women. And one night, Zainab doesn't come home because she meets Alma at a bar.
0: Are you a writer? I know. I own a bookstore.
1: So it becomes a movie of two secrets. One is her wrestling life. And second is her sexuality. And her mom is the type of mom that has binoculars looking out the window. And any man she spots is
0: like, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Bye, mom. Could we go meet a friend?
1: Does he have potential? This is a very traditional kind of... Asian-American rom-com about intergenerational conflict, right? Like We've seen this before. Yeah, like, my mom doesn't want me to date (laughs) so-and-so kind of movie.
0: Right. Usually it's the Asian mom that doesn't want the daughter to date the white guy or the black guy.
1: Yeah. This is interesting here, compared with these other Asian-American interracial and intergenerational comedies, is that the problem here isn't that Zainab's object of desire is Latino, but that she is a woman. So the interracial issue doesn't really present itself as an issue ever, which is sort of refreshing.
0: Yeah, so I feel like that makes it a good film to look at for a season. Maybe kind of a unique film to look at in our season, which, I mean, naturally, a lot of the stories are about, like, racial strife, difficulties, and complexities. And I think the way that race plays out in this film is actually, like, really light and refreshing. And, like, let's compare stuff. This is how our rice dishes are, and this is how your rice dishes are. This is how our telenovelas are, and this is how our Pakistani soap operas are they kind of talk about their different relationships with their mothers and then wrestling just having like fazia's character participating in wrestling and then just happen to fall for a woman who is the daughter of a legendary like lucha libre wrestler a woman it's kind of nice i feel like it's kind of what you hope for (laughs) just any sort of romance i really liked these scenes in there that are just kind of like them talking and dating and learning about each other and it's like oh you know we have this in common these things are like similar but a little bit different like
1: and comparing mangoes
0: oh yeah that's right the mexican ones just aren't as sweet it's not what you said last night (laughs)
1: Which is really funny. South Asian mangoes versus Mexican mangoes. As somebody who grew up in LA, these are actual questions I've asked before at grocery stores. (laughs) Like, which is the better mango? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a movie like this that allows those kinds of very small conflicts to emerge. And they're small for a reason. Because we want to just be in love with these characters. I have never lied to you.
0: You are lying to your mother. They're big conflicts to them. But, like, we want to believe they can overcome them. Yeah. And that's what makes it kind of like a traditional
1: rom-com. I want to get back to that scene that you were talking about, about the telenovelas. Because to me, this is a very... I I love this scene. This might be my favorite scene in in the movie. So what's happening is Alma goes to Zainab's house, and Zainab's mom is watching this Pakistani soap opera. And then they both start realizing this is just like a telenovela. And at some point, who switches the channel?
0: Alma takes the remote, and she's like, oh,
1: wait, let me show you. They switch the channel to the Mexican channel, and there's a Mexican telenovela happening. And Zainab's mom doesn't really have a change a reaction. It's almost like it's the same show, whether it was in Urdu or in Spanish. This, like, vernacular of ridiculous love <laughs> transcends. At some point, she's, like, watching the Spanish telenovela with no subtitles and understanding it. And for me, like that's such a lovely way of thinking about the interracial romance here and, and the sense that like, yeah, we're of different cultures, but we have a certain kind of bond that has to do with love that is separate from American whiteness. It's like our own ethnic backgrounds have allowed us to connect through the television, <laughs> through over-the-top romancing.
0: Yeah, at some point, I think the mom says like, I don't, I don't need to understand. I know what's going on. Like, I can feel that they're in love. It's like from the heart.
1: <laughs> it's that sort of thing that makes these two characters feel like they understand each other without ever having to talk about their ethnicity all that much, right? I mean, like the movie makes a point to note that one is Pakistani and one is is Mexican, but that never really becomes an issue or a they're never just obsessing over it.
0: Yeah, and then
1: they have similar mothers, and I think this is really important. In fact, to me, I was really struck watching it this second time how much this movie is actually about mothers. Yeah. And about daughters' relationship with their mothers. Alma feels like she understands Zainab's mother because she has a similar mother, but that becomes the ultimate conflict. It's sort of like our mothers are similar. They watch the same types of romances on TV, but we're afraid that they're actually different. Mm-hmm. And they're different in the sense that Zainab's afraid that her mom won't be accepting of her sexuality the way that Alma's mom is. Right. I don't want to spoil too much, but Zainab's relationship with her mom becomes the most important thing by the end of this movie. And that's also refreshing, right? That in a cross-racial romance, so often it's about trying to make my parents understand me as an American and my own love pursuits, romantic pursuits. But this is one that's actually very serious about making sure that my relationship with my mom is still strong because because I am the only person she has in her life. Both of these mothers are single mothers. And they treat that with a lot of sensitivity and and sweetness. Yeah, definitely. Something
0: like Crazy Rich Asians, too. It ends up being about the mother, right? But boiler alert if you haven't seen Crazy Rich Asians, <laughs> <but> like <laughs> sacrificing the relationship with the mother is
1: not an option. <laughs> right. But with Crazy Rich it's about battling the mother. Yeah. Like, it becomes a rivalry. Whereas here, the nice thing is that it's it's just about... Understanding. Understanding, yeah. And wanting to understand. And not feeling like, oh, I have to choose one or the other.
0: My mother wants to meet you. Are you married? Oh, no. We should find you a husband. But before that, we must find up a
1: husband. I first got to know Fauzia's work through a short film she did called The Queen of My Dreams, which remains one of my favorite short films that I've encountered at the San Diego Asian Film Festival. And, and the film is about Fauzia's relationship with Bollywood. I, I think the film is in split screen. So
0: it's Fazia and the actress Mauza Makar, who I think was in Champions, The Mindy Kaling Show. It's split screen. One side, Fazia's being made into a 1960s Bollywood leading lady. And on the other side, Malzum's being transformed into the leading man.
1: So we see this interest in Bollywood and South Asian popular culture and its norms of gender. She did a short film called Spunkle, directed by Lisa Donato, who's also the co-writer of Signature Move, which is about... Fazia and her partner want to have a baby. So Fazia asks, I think it's her brother, to be the sperm donor.
0: Sperm donor and
1: uncle. And hence the spunkle. You can use a clean receptacle. jinks ensue and it's just really sweet. And it's just so nice to know that Fazia's working on the fun, sweet lesbian comedy that also happens to center South Asian Muslim characters.
0: I just think she's like so cool. I would want to watch her in like anything. She's working on another comedy right now called Mexistani, I think, that also plays with this idea of the Mexican and Pakistani similarities and differences. So it's really interesting that she's kind of taking the specific interracial combination exploring like what kind of comedies and conflicts can arise from this because it's just not something we see that often i don't know if the south asian latina relationship is something that is
1: explored that often i'm gonna guess no (laughs) yeah and i mean it comes from a place of genuineness yeah
0: but it's just sort of nice because like you don't ever really get to see that not only with like lesbian characters but like brown women and also like wrestling I think for me, it's just sort of fun when you're watching a rom-com, except you get these little nice surprises and quirks along the way. They could bond over anything, but they're just going to happen to bond over telenovelas and-, and wrestling. Yeah. So this film is pretty easy to get a hold of. It's
1: available on the usual streaming sites.
0: And you should just watch all of her short films. They're on her website, com f a w z i a m i r z a Our longtime listeners who've been here with us since our very first episode know that we started Saturday School by looking at Randall Park's short films. And I think you'll find a similar joy to watching Fawzia's. You can create your own quarantine short film festival in your house. There's a web series where she plays Cam Kardashian, the secret lesbian Kardashian sister. Uh, There's a short where she plays Donald Trump's secret Muslim daughter, There's a great short documentary about her doing her one-woman autobiographical show in Pakistan, Um, and just a lot of fun little films, often about lesbians and interracial relationships. Saturday School is a proud member of Potluck, a collective of podcasts that feature stories and voices from the Asian American community. It's produced by me and Brian. Our logo is by Grace Talis Lee. Our theme song is courtesy of Rimsky Music and Premium Beat. Check out our website at SaturdaySchoolPodcast.com, or you can tweet us. I'm at Ada Singh. A D A T S E N G. Brian's at Who's Brian, H U S B R I A N, and the podcast Twitter handle is Wake Up Next week, our last episode of the season, we're looking at Down a Dark Stairway. Class dismissed.